What is up, Hardwood Knox listeners? What is up, YouTube? Because that is the only spot in which I can be found as I'm actually recording this. But greetings from the future for anyone listening, um, or the past. So anyone listening to this in the future, uh, hopefully not all this is dated. I also don't know how long I'm going to go because I do work in the business of the NBA right now. And as you can imagine, Kevin Durant's trade request is uh, kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Um, I think what's, what's interesting is everything about this. I don't even know where to begin. I'm stumbling and I was just sending out a promo to see if we get more people in here. So forgive me there. Um, feel free to get your comments in. If you're coming in, we'll talk packages, destinations. Let's get to the brass tacks of this. Kevin Durant requests a trade. He hasn't even started his four year, $197 plus million extension that he signed with Brooklyn. This is like sort of. This is unprecedented, I'm pretty sure. I don't think anyone's ever requested a trade with four years left in their contract. This is basically like a sign-and-trade situation, but it's it's also not. Um, so I'm friggin' I'm this was sort of in the ether, and yet I'm still just sort of floored, uh, floored and contents as you turn your light on. Actually, sometimes it's always on. I'll just fuck with the screen so that you can't see it. Um, but yes, my light is on. Um I really should turn it off so you guys can't see how bleary-eyed I am if you're watching this on YouTube. But Kevin Durant requests a trade, gives the Nets a list of preferred destinations. Uh, he did request it face-to-face with Joe Sy. I wonder, that's per Woj, I wonder if this was sort of just like a, um, I, I wonder if this was just sort of like a, oh, going over Sean Marks, Marks's head or um, he and his agent, Rich Kleiman, like didn't want to have to deal with Sean Marks anymore. Um, or was this out of respect for some reason because of the, the method by which KD got to Brooklyn didn't even really meet with them before. Uh, I found that interesting. He gives the Nets a list of preferred destinations. Phoenix is on it. Um, Miami's on it. I think I saw somewhere that Atlanta might be on it as well. What is interesting here, and we need to get into all this. Woj also says all the Nets players on the roster are now available. This comes after they gave up a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal, who would have been a fantastic fit with the team, FYI. Um That's just so wild to me. That's like, I feel like Utah leaked that as sort of this news dump of, oh, all this Kevin Durant shit is going off. And we're going to hide, try to hide the fact that uh, we just gave up our best non-go bear defender and we're not getting an actual player back. Let's just try and sort of shoehorn um, this into that. Um, So that's, that's another mind melting part of this. Uh, what happens with Kyrie after he opts in now? And apparently neither he nor KD has had contact with the organization. Um, that's a little bit like weird in the sense of we know Kevin Durant talked with Josiah. I would think that that counts as like having contact with the, with, with the organization. But this is all to say, and now we've given some stragglers enough time to get in here. Uh, and there's barely anyone in here at the moment. I need to, these are just happening impromptu. Shout out to everyone who's in here at the moment. The Kevin Durant trade sweepstakes is going to be fascinating because there are so many moving parts here. There's one, he has four years left on his deal. So if you're the Nets, you don't have to take into account what he wants. You can send him anywhere because I would think teams are willing to give up value for a superstar who doesn't want to be there, but has no real power of not playing there unless he's willing to sit out um, for the next four years and try and use that leverage. That being said, I don't think teams want to deal with a messy situation, whether you're the Nets or the acquiring team. There's also players talk, agents talk. Uh, You want to build up goodwill with players to be known as an organization that's a player's organization. I don't really know if the Nets need to worry about that at this point. I mean, the perception here is just terrible. And we can get into 
uh, if anyone has questions on that, why you even go this route, you all of a sudden try to grow a backbone with the Kyrie stuff after you traded for James Harden, after you, this is not in the, any order, but you let Kenny Atkinson leave. You took into account who KD and Kyrie wanted when you hired your head coach. You signed DeAndre Jordan. You played him over Jared Allen. You traded Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and a ton of your future in the James Harden trade. You then moved the James, James Harden because it, it's Kyrie's fault. Like if Kyrie gets vaccinated or if COVID's not a thing, Kyrie getting vaccinated would be the easier thing to envision. Uh, James Harden might still be in Brooklyn. And that's just like, that's something wild to think about as well. Then you say Kyrie can't play part-time or be a part-time member of your team. Only say, oh, no, wait, no, that's okay. So why are you just growing a backbone now when you sort of know the stakes? You handed this franchise over to your superstars for better or worse. Like, you should have stuck with it. That's just what I can't get um, my head wrapped around at the moment. So anyway, Kevin Durant, four years left on his deal. Miami, Atlanta, Phoenix, I think was mentioned out there. You can throw destinations in the chat that you would like. Um, if there are trades that you would like to see, if there are reports that I'm missing, even though I have both my phones near me. Um, and like I said, I could have to leave at any second just because I, I am working on this to some extent elsewhere. Now, with all that said, I, I want to know if there are just dark horse teams that can come in here. We know look, the Miami special is you need to move uh, money. Um, you have Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovic, who you just drafted, and then you can move up to three first round picks in 2023, 2027, 2029 those would be depending on your obligation to okc in 2025 can you negotiate that so it's no longer protected or something um whatever uh that team interesting durant wants to go there makes sense would you give a bam out of buy on a three-team deal though because the salary to match for kevin durant is just super tough um i would you can't trade him to brooklyn if they're going to keep ben simmons because you can only have two designated um players on extensions but that's we don't need to get into that minutia um that brings up the other interesting element of this, whether you're talking about Phoenix, who, look, DeAndre Ayton's high and trade, natural fit right now. You'll move Mikael Bridges if Cam Johnson needs to be involved, future picks. Kevin Durant is 34. That's something we need to consider. And Kevin Durant, since 2016, 2017, has played in fewer regular season and playoff games than Joel Embiid. Keep that in perspective. I know KD missed an entire season. That's also the point. And he's missed a bunch of time specifically over these past three seasons. And I didn't even include those. Like Joel Embiid has played in so many more games than him during that span. I think that needs to go into your, your calculus. And I'm, I'm, I'm just curious as to what this trade packages ends up looking like. And Miami would be the first case study of, would you give up Bam? This young superstar is nowhere near Katie's level, but Katie's level is, is what? Is it 60 games a season now? And how many years left do you have of this um, this version of Kevin Durant? It's, it's an honest question. So what are you willing to give up for him there? Um, other teams that are coming in, and like we can look, uh, KJ in the chat said, Gary plus OG plus picks for KD. Um, I believe I should really have my salary sheets up for this. I'm just like, I'm a fucking mess right now because I did not see, I just didn't envision this necessarily um, happening. That being said, uh Yes, that's the framework. But I think if you're the Nets, you're going to say, hey, we want Scotty Barnes. And if you're not willing to give up Scotty Barnes, which if I'm the Raptors, I've already said I wouldn't just because of the Kevin Durant age, the injury history now, um, they're going to go to other teams. Maybe they go to Memphis and say, will you give us Jaron Jackson Jr.? Do you go to New Orleans and ask about and ask about Zion? Um, Toronto is one of my favorite landing spots for KD from a basketball perspective. I do wonder if you need a third team involved there. You have Gary and OG, I think get you almost to the money 
that um, you need to to sign uh, to match KD. I'm not sure if it does that right, but you have other contracts that aren't you know a huge part of your core that you can also include. Um, and then you have picks like they're they have a, a bunch of their own picks, so that's like not really an issue. If you're the Nets, do you want Gary Trent Jr. one year out from free agency as a main part of that trade? Uh, do you even want OG? Like he is sort of sneakily almost going to be a free agent. He's um, so that's something that you have to consider as well. Um, I I don't know how you get the deal done not involving a third team if Scotty Barnes is not involved. And my, and yeah, you would. Katie's at forty four point one next year, so you need more money involved other than Trent and at Ananobi, excuse me. But that is that is definitely the framework. Um, I. I just don't think that they're going to be able to pull it off again without a third team or including Scotty Barnes, which just, just to note, I would not, I would not do. Um, I just would not do it. We're getting a lot of love for Portland in the chat. Dame, uh, Dame did uh, recruit Katie. I guess he posts him and Nurkic posted on their IG stories or Twitter um, of Kevin Durant in a, a Blazers jersey next to Dame. I always get a kick when players do that because it's just like one: if you're their teammates who are under contract, you're kind of like, oh. I'm going to be traded in that deal if we get if we get Kevin Durant. Like, what is Shaden Sharp thinking, just drafted by the Blazers, when he's seeing all that? Uh, what is even Josh Hart thinking when he's seeing all that? And I guess it's different. Hart wasn't there for that long. Shaden Sharp hasn't even played for them yet. But still, um, I don't think Portland has the the asset firepower to get involved. Shaden Sharp helps a bunch, but they have they've already traded out a first round pick, and so that's going to make their offer significantly less attractive to to other teams unless the nets are really just enthralled by the prospect of having these really distant portland trailblazers first round picks and so what you're looking at is you get the money together and that's shaden sharp plus money josh hart's probably in there their salary matching stuff is weird um they could guarantee eric Bledsoe's contract still i believe and use that as just salary flotsam but with their 2023rd first round pick headed to chicago that is lottery protected. If you would do first allowable, you could do 25, 27, 29, and include a bunch of swaps there in between. That plus Shaden Sharp is the basis of your deal. Does that get it done? Um, the destination would be uh, incredibly interesting. And Noah did say, what up, Noah? Finally, you joined one of these. Nurk, Shaden Sharp, and all the pictures around. It would be funny if they signed and traded Nurkic to Brooklyn after he posted the picture of Damon Kevin Durant wearing the um blazers jersey and it would just be cool like i want a star i mean phoenix is is part of this and it would be the second one who's done that and if people who don't know like phoenix is a really popular market among nba players because of their proximity to los angeles and just it's known as a um like th the climate and so that was like until that organization went off the rails uh that was like a desirable spot among M nba players and so but this is a big win for phoenix chris paul wanted to trade there and now Kevin Durant's willing to go there to play with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. This is, look, the biggest winner of all this is fucking Devin Booker. You first, Chris Paul wants to come play with you, and then Kevin Durant within basically two and a half years of each other. Shout out to, to Devin Booker, for sure. Um, I I think Phoenix will get their package. They can definitely get it done. Aiton, base your compensation makes it difficult. You can expand the deal to include a bunch more players, a bunch more teams. I think the the crux of it, though, is the Aiton sign and trade. Mikael Bridges is heading out as well. And then you're including... If you need to include other money to make it work with with other teams, and I think I mean even for you just to get Kevin Durant back, you do need to, you might need to include more money because Mikael Bridges on the books for twenty one, Aiton can at most count for fifteen in outgoing salary for the Suns. He can be paid thirty plus, but he'll account for around fifteen million. So 
No, that'll that would do it in itself. So it's those two. That's the framework, and then all the picks moving forward. And they can offer. Um, they don't have any picks. Like they don't have any extra picks incoming, but none of their future first rounders are owed ever anybody else. So they could go 23, 25, 27, 29. They could, maybe the nets want to kick that can if there's swaps in between, perhaps it doesn't matter. Um, you also have to structure it when the nets are going to have first round picks, their trade with the Sixers and whoever else they're moving can make it so they can maybe swap in any given year. They don't have to worry about their own conveyances, but like that's the pathway for Phoenix. And I, I think Phoenix's offer to me would be more attractive than the, the Miami offer. I want Aiton's next contract less than I want Tyler Hero's next contract, if that makes any sense. Um, but given the age of CP3, um, given the tenuous track record of of just the Phoenix organization, like Kevin Rant's 34, three years down the line, I could see the Suns maybe being worse um, if they trade for Kevin Durant than the Heat would be in that scenario. So if I had to bet, I don't want to hedge against either of these teams' futures, but I would hedge against uh, Phoenix's for sure. So Romy Atan says in the chat, so as much as Kyrie Irving is an agent of chaos and has tried to play hardball and ended up losing their team as a result. I'm, I'm with you. I said this at the top um, that you don't, you know, you don't, you don't bend over backwards to accommodate your superstars and all of a sudden decide that you're not going to do that anymore. The Nets made the choice from the moment they signed these two in 2019 and every decision they've basically made since then catered to them and kowtowed to them. And that's fine. Kevin Durant is one of the, greatest basketball players of all time you can't all of a sudden just expect to deviate that um deviate from that and not face repercussions like this when kevin durant is not in brooklyn because he wanted to win with the nets he's in brooklyn because he wanted to play with kyrie irving and the knicks fucking suck uh, kevin durant was injured if you were kyrie why would you want to spend a year alone uh with the knicks organization so there will be the case that the knicks dodged a bullet there like yeah the way this played out it, it sure looks that way um i'm just i'm very I'm I'm with I'm with Rome here. The Nets did this to themselves, but it's it's amazing that Kyrie Irving is now submarined like the team to this extent. Just because had he been fully available for them last year, I, I honestly don't think any of this is happening. I don't know if we're talking about the Nets as champions, but we might be. So there's like an alternate reality where um um like th there's an alternate reality where the Brooklyn Nets are reigning champions and Kevin Durant and James James Harden and Kyrie Irving are all are all staying there. Back to the um the Kevin Durant sweepstakes though. So we've talked Toronto and I think they're like a main team mentioned amongst NBA intelligentsia. And then you have Phoenix. We went over them. We went over Miami. Those are the teams that Kevin Durant really wants to be on. Um, and I'm throwing Toronto in there myself. Like that's a team. I think maybe you trade for Kevin Durant and he's not thrilled about it, but you have Masai, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet still there. Perhaps he, he ends up being happy there. Uh, let me know. And we talked about Portland. Dame, we at least know wants him. I could envision Kevin Durant being okay with that. Atlanta is tougher. That was on his list. Um, they just gave up three first plus one swap for DeJounte Murray. You're now left with John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Onyeka Kongwu, um, Jalen Johnson, just drafted AJ Griffin. You can still trade first. Like they have their own first next year and they don't need to keep it. Uh, and you can offer maybe a 2024 swap in that scenario. And like, to be clear, that's having given up all that uh, with having I mean, giving up all that for DeJounte Murray and still being able to offer this type of package, it will beat out some of the best offers of what other teams can give. I just don't think it's it's enough. But if it's KD, Trey, and and DeJounte Murray, uh, or the Galaxy brain theory here would be that Atlanta acquired DeJounte Murray to include him in the 
KD trade, but the value they gave up for him just doesn't make me think that's the case. There's also Kevin Herter, Bogdan Madonovich is in there, Clint Capella as well. So they still have the ability to make an intriguing offer. I just really don't, I don't see how they end up having the best offer. Drew says Toronto are instant contenders with KD for sure. Um, Drew, if you've listened to this podcast before, I've just, I've recklessly declared that the Toronto Raptors are contenders already as of next season. Um, so I'm very interested to see if they get involved in the sweepstakes. Anyone have other teams that they want to talk about? I'm going to go through what I think would be uh, some of my favorite ones is uh, Memphis would never do this, but they should. KD, Ja, and I think you can put together one of the best offers even without Aaron Jackson Jr. involved there, um, or Desmond Bain, rather. So Zaire Williams, um, you have all your own first-round picks moving forward in addition to the Golden State Warriors 2024 first round pick that's very loosely protected i would expect golden state to probably still be good by then you just drafted jake laravia you have david roddy um i mentioned desmond bain and zaire williams you have some interesting salary matching tools there's danny green's expiring um dylan brooks his expiring as well i guess the argument against them would be and you have an expiring in steven adams so anchoring the salary of a kevin durant trade isn't difficult but if you're not giving up Jaron Jackson Jr. or John Moran, I guess there could be an argument of, is there really the blue chip? Is you know is Desmond Bain on the same level as asset as DeAndre Ayton or Mikael Bridges? I think some people would argue, sure. Um, Zaire Williams is interesting. He's not there yet. Uh, they're still a team. If they're including enough picks, though, that's someone who could uh, really, really go for it. Uh, Ryan Eggers, who's actually my friend, Skittles. Everyone say hello to Skittles. Katie to the Yankees, who says no. Um, I would say he's that type of front runner, but I think hitching your wagon to Kyrie Irving in the first place proves that you're a glutton for punishment, in which case maybe he should ask for a trade to the Knicks. Um, could the Bulls, this is from Drew, could the Bulls realistically have an offer if Levine signs the max? Him and KD salaries seem close. So the idea of using Zach Levine in a sign and trade for KD, uh, that could work. I think you would need to involve a third team just because I don't know. Zach Levine is young enough to where maybe the Nets want him, but if you're getting rid of KD, uh, you're, you are rebuilding. And so Zach Levine on a max contract, I don't know where that leaves you there. The Bulls, they're hamstrung with the picks they can give up because they have that 2025 first going to San Antonio. They can go further out, 27, 29 swaps in 26 and 28 and 24 as well. So they could go that route. They probably have to do something though, where it's making sure that the, their pick conveys to, it's owed to the Spurs right now, and it's lottery protected or top 10 protected, I believe. So maybe you get San Antonio to let you remove the protections on that. Um, they could do it. I just don't. I think you'd want KD and Zach Levine together, and you can't You can't do that, even if you can come up with the money, which you can, between Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Vuj's expiring deal. Uh, I just don't see a pathway to them being able to make a realistic offer. And the Nets aren't going to want DeRozan. KD and DeRozan, I mean, you talk about just buckets, but even Levine is just a bucket as well. So that would surprise me a little bit if they got involved, even if I think uh, Io DeSunmu is super intriguing. So they don't have, again, they're not the team that I would say has the worst offer. And by virtue of being in the Durant sweepstakes, I think other teams will will pass on this. And so perhaps that, if you have the stomach for risk, could you get involved there? A team that I'm a little disappointed no one in our chats has mentioned just yet, so I'm going to mention it myself and, and force it into um, force it into existence. And Noah makes a great point in the chat. Everyone else on the Nets is up for grabs. Um, again, hysterical, fucking hysterical that this happens after the trade for Royce O'Neal is, is announced, like immediately after. And so I applaud Utah trying to sort of uh, escape scrutiny for whatever the hell 
they just did. Kudos, kudos to them. Trading your best non bear defender without taking a, a player back. They they hit it well. Congratulations uh, to Utah. Um, anywho, uh, we'll get into some of those other players. I think Kyrie's obviously interesting. Ben Simmons, does he stay there? But the New Orleans Pelicans for KD is no one is no one about it. Are you giving up Zion for Kevin Durant? Uh, when I was had this conversation with my good friend and colleague Grant Hughes, he said no. I said yes. Um, and ultimately, uh, he said he said he would give up Zion. I said I would not, and I I definitely would not. But they could put together a decent offer even without Zion. They have all those picks: Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy the third. They have some salary matching tools depending on what Brooklyn is really trying to uh, get into, but. Uh, are you going to give up Brandon Ingram? Would they ask for him? I think if push comes to shove, you probably have to. And Brandon Ingram actually has less time on his deal than KD. He's just younger, and you know that he really wants to be in New Orleans. If you're trying to build an offer independent of him, I think you're looking at um, your salary matching tools are then Jonas Valanciunas, because I don't think the Nets are going to want CJ McCollum, Devontae Graham. You also have Larry Nance Jr., Jackson Hayes, um, Garrett Temple. Like You can get to the money by step laddering, and then it's a matter of, okay, well, what does... Does Kyra Lewis Jr. have any value as a prospect? We know Trey Murphy does. We know Herb Jones does. Jose Alvarado might be have to be a throw-in just to someone with value. Dyson Daniels was just the eighth, eighth pick. They have some future Milwaukee picks, um, one more future Lakers pick. Um, they can swap with the Lakers next year, but it's not their actual pick. They have the 2024 Lakers pick that they can defer to 2025. They have all their own first-round picks moving forward. So they can get spicy without including Ingram, McCollum, or Zion. I don't know if you get out of that deal um, if you don't uh, have I'm, – I'm seeing – oh, I'm reading. Okay. Drew says called it. I thought there was like a news break. I was shocked. But I think the Pelicans could put together one of the one of the better one of the better offers here. Could you get out of that without including Zion or Brandon Ingram, though, is the, is the primary question. I think we can move on really quickly because I am going to have to wrap up here soon. Um, that – oh, wait. This is another report from – uh, Woj, where'd it go? I missed it. All right. Well, just Woj saying that Kyrie Irving has played his last game for the Nets. Wow. So where does Kyrie Irving go? He's on an expiring contract now. Um, I don't know which team after seeing what happens in Brooklyn, how it ends in Boston, how it even ended in, in Cleveland. Um, what, like which team is giving up a ton for him? I think you end up with a really modest return. That's why Dallas uh, they can't trade a first round pick till 2025. But even if you're Dallas and you're looking at the matching salaries here, um, are you willing to give up Dorian Finney Smith? And I'm a serious question. Like, are you giving up uh, Dorian Finney Smith in a trade for Kyrie right now? Like, would you want to give up Dorian Finney Smith and Maxi Kleba and other stuff with Kyrie Irving entering free agency next year, by the way? No, you're probably like, can we dangle Davis Breton, Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie, and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie reunion with Brooklyn would be funny. Um, hopefully they're okay paying him in Bitcoin or Ethereum, whatever he's getting paid for. Now, uh, are you? Do you even have the type of package to where? Oh, it's ex, it's the salary flotsam because they're not even expiring contracts. When you look at Bertans, Tim Hardaway Jr., Powell's expiring, and then some first round picks because they don't have any blue chip prospects. You're not going to make it a Jalen Brunson sign and trade because the the uh, the the Nets aren't going to have interest in him. Carrigan asks, who's worth more, Kyrie or Conley? I, pro- I think Conley's the safer get, even with that huge guarantee in his next deal, but Kyrie can leave next summer for your team. And we've shown that we, he already would leave. So I'm just going to say Conley. If I'm a team, I'd rather trade for Mike Conley than Kev- Kyrie Irving at this point. Kyrie's the better player, but the extracurriculars, the uncertainty um, ascribed to him, that's just that's just wild. Noah says for KD, 
Nets, Suns, Pistons, 76ers trade involving Aiton, Harris, Tybal, Durant. Uh, if you're including Tyrese Maxey, oh, so you're not having Kevin Durant go to feed the Sixers there. I did see some people say that the Sixers should uh, make a run for Kevin Durant, which would just be hysterical if he winds up back with James Harden. If you include Maxey and, and Harris and I guess more future draft equity, like does that get you uh, somewhere? So, but yeah, I would pick Kyrie over Conley at this point. If I'm looking at teams that I think could talk themselves into taking the chance, there's the Lakers, obviously. And if you're Brooklyn, look, if, if you can get 26, 28 swaps from the Lakers and a 27, 29 first round pick from them for Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook, just do it. You're rebuilding anyway. You could play with Russ for a year. You could try to broker a buyout and let him sign elsewhere. Like it's a huge contract, but it's one year left and your future is being submarined anyway. Um, so I, the Lakers... I don't think the Clippers go for it. I already mentioned Dallas. I don't have like, I don't have good answers beyond that. I really just, I'm, I'm trying to think of teams that would consider or have the gall to go after a, a Kyrie Irving. And I, I really just can't, I can't get there. Like those are them. I think what might be more interesting is Ben Simmons trade destinations. Um, we have John Doe in the chat saying Nick nurse would love Ben at center. It'd be really funny if they have the opportunity to get KD, but like, no, they're, they're like, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll go. Ben Simmons. Here's the thing. If you're not getting KD and we know you don't want Kyrie, Toronto's trade assets are still their primary salary matching tools are Gary Trent Jr. and OG Ananobi, assuming you're not trading Fred Van Fleet or Pascal Siakam. Are you willing to give up both OG and Gary Trent Jr. for Ben Simmons? Because functionally, like that's what it's going to take. He makes $35.5 million. That almost lines up the salaries perfectly. You can't really get there just giving one up. Um, like let's use the more expensive one. OG Ananobi at 17.4, Kem Birch at 6.7. Uh, so you're at $24 million there. Then you're giving up, I guess, Precious and Malachi Flynn and you have Shvi's money. So it would have to be like a five for one. You could get there. Um, how many picks are you attaching to that for Toronto to do it? Uh, for, excuse me, Brooklyn to do it. I don't know, but that would be so just very much in, in line with what Toronto has done in the past. So it'd be funny if they went for Ben Simmons. I love Minnesota as a Ben Simmons destination. Um, I don't know necessarily what they give up. It's definitely built. You build it around picks for sure. And then you, I think you, if you're the Nets, you view it as, okay, we're not getting towns. We're not getting Edwards. What we want is short-term salary, uh, more interesting. You know, like if you want a Jared Vanderbilt, fine, just to sort of throw in, you target it around Malik Beasley, um, short-term deal. Only has two years left on it with the player option on that final season, Patrick Beverly, his contract is expiring. Um, like I said, Jared Vanderbilt is cheap and, and short-term. You could even just go the D-Lo route if if the Minnesota Timberwolves are willing to do that. The salaries line up perfectly. Bring him back just for the year, or maybe you try and reroute him elsewhere. Get Minnesota's picks. Jared Vanderbilt is there, and I think you give up Jaden McDaniels in that deal for sure. Uh, I think Ben Simmons is gettable for Minnesota if they're if they're willing to, to pay. Yeah. So that would be a destination for Ben Simmons to watch. Uh, any other destinations for Ben Simmons that anyone has and is, is really interested in? I don't see like, you know, he's young enough to where I guess the team could really roll the dice on him. But after he didn't play last season, um, well, I, I definitely could see Toronto just sort of trying to, to roll, to roll that dice on that aside from Minnesota. I'm just wondering like, okay, well, what would his market really be? You know, Atlanta's probably out of the running. You could do a John Collins thing around Ben Simmons and lean really into defense with DeJounte and Simmons, but Capella Simmons, um, DeJounte, that spacing would be, would be pretty wonky. Uh, would Charlotte consider it like you giving up? You have some intrigue. Like, I don't even know what James book Knight's value is. Kai book, uh, Kai Jones. Um, are you willing to give up a Mark Williams who you just drafted? 
but you have Kelly Bridge Jr., Terry Rozier's money, Gordon Hayward's money, PJ Washington entering the final year of his contract. He's extension eligible. Can you build something there to get Ben Simmons, pair him with LaMelo and presumably uh, the recently arrested on domestic violence charges, uh, Miles Bridges? Uh, so could they be a team? Maybe. I thought about Dallas for Ben Simmons as well, just because I could see, I guess he would cost more than Kyrie at this point. So maybe not, but that might make a little bit more sense for Dallas than Kyrie just because Simmons is under contract. But what do you need to attach to the salary anchors? Like, and you have Dinwiddie, Bertans, and Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contracts, Dwight Powell's expiring deal, even Christian Woods, you can get there. But like, what are the, the blue chip assets you're including? I'm not giving up Dorian Finney-Smith for, for Ben Simmons. That's just the state of affairs right now. That's just really where I'm at. Um, Thad and Boucher would probably be bought back to be filler. John Doe says, I'm guessing. Yeah, they could certainly do a sign and trade with one of their players who wouldn't be screwed up by the base year compensation rules. So that's a good point with, with Toronto. You know, you are right, John Doe. I just wasn't thinking in terms of sign, sign and trades. Um, Linked says Philly offered Maxi Matisse to buy us three first for KD thoughts. Uh, my first thought is I don't think they can actually offer three first round picks, but I will, I will double check that. Um, because they owe their 2023 first to Brooklyn now and their 2025 first to OKC. They can offer, and their 2027 first to Brooklyn. So you can offer a 2029 first. That's the only first allowable first you can trade right now. You could dangle pick swaps, but that would be the issue. Where are you getting those extra first round picks from? Which is why I would think they're really out of the, the Kevin Durant running here. Uh, Tyrese Maxey by himself could get into some interesting conversations though. Like just having that blue chip prospect two years left on his, his rookie scale. Um, I might be out of Ben Simmons destinations already. I don't think Miami has the gall to go after him. I thought about Miami as a Kyrie destination just because the opportunity cost might be low. He doesn't really fit their, their culture there though. Um, just looking at other teams, like if you're missing, you know, Portland could still have interest in Ben Simmons. I think even after getting Jeremy Grant, Dame, Jeremy Grant and Ben Simmons as your base. And like, if you're willing to include Shaden sharp, and then it's just a matter of matching salary from there, because again, I don't know how much you're getting for Ben Simmons at this point. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I might even love it. Does anyone love the idea of Jeremy Grant, Ben Simmons, and Damian Lillard in Portland? You obviously prefer Kevin Durant if you're them. How about Sacramento for Ben Simmons? That would be interesting. They still have Harrison Barnes. I hate the idea of him and Sabonis. Do you trade Sabonis for Ben Simmons? I think that's a non-starter. Um, but that would really juice up their defense, just the spacing Sabonis, Fox, and Barnes. I assume Davion Mitchell would be out in any Ben Simmons deal. But I would... Fuck it. Let's get weird if I'm Sacramento. I, I don't I don't think they should have made this a bonus trade, but I the fit between him and Fox is fine. Bringing in Ben Simmons complicates it, uh, but it's no more. It's not that much more complicated than trying to. They have interest in John Collins, and the offensive fit with Sabonis and Collins is fine, but the defensive fit would be an absolute nightmare. Uh, where's Royce? Could we? Could, no, be. <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna rule out Sacramento in the Ben Simmons sweepstakes, um, and yeah, so. Other players on the Nets roster, where's Seth Curry going? Where's Joe Harris going? Cleveland should have interest in that. Uh, by the way, I would love to see Denver try and get involved in like some level of this for KD. I would give up Murray or Michael Porter Jr. and other stuff for him in a heartbeat. Imagine KD and Jokic. Like that's that's legit. Uh, I don't think they have really the stones to to go that route. They really believe in their own players. And I don't know what type of trade value Murray or Michael Porter Jr. has coming off their their injuries. Um I'm I'm just thinking like Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal is not going to finish the season on, on this team, right? That would just make absolutely no sense. Joe Harris could be gone. What happens with Nick Claxton's free agency? Um, this team is absolutely all over the place. I'm going to actually jettison though, because I have rambled long enough, but to, to wrap up 
KD gone. My favorite trade destinations for him are Phoenix, Toronto. I would love to kind of see him in like real. If we go realistic, I would still say Phoenix, Toronto can make a realistic offer. Um, I thought about Milwaukee. If they included Chris Middleton and tried to rally third teams, I'd like to see him there, but it just feels very unfeasible. So I think it's Phoenix and Toronto for me. I wouldn't mind. I would love to see him in new Orleans actually. And Denver, um, that would be the unrealistic route. Kyrie, I think you're looking at Dallas there as one that could have some primary interest or the Lakers, Ben Simmons, Minnesota. I've been very much rebuked uh, by, by Sacramento, but Minnesota, Portland could be really interesting there. And then keep an eye on what they're going to do with the rest of their role players. And I hope everyone enjoyed this. If this is your first time tuning in, um, I'm trying to do more of these. They've been more impromptu than scheduled, but please consider throwing us a permanent subscription on YouTube wherever you get your podcast. This has been fantastic. I will talk to everybody next time. Until then, and as always, we leave you all with a shout-out. If you're new around here, brace yourself. It's a shout-out to the one, the only, the Western Conference finalists, one of the most valuable players on the Western Conference finalists, Dallas Mavericks, Frank Neal. Thank you.